everybody. My name is Stefan Coons, and I am the CEO of Pursuit Health and Performance. Welcome to the Pursuit Health and Performance podcast. Today, I want to give you guys a hack that's going to help you burn the most belly fat. I guess fat overall, right? Because you can't really target fat loss. But most people want to get it rid of their belly, especially men, right? Almost every single man I've ever trained seems to struggle with the lower belly, right? The lower belly. Um, the love handle area. And I can tell you from being a guy myself, I didn't really struggle with that area. I felt like until I hit, you know, maybe 27 or 28 years old. And um, mind you, I work out all the time. I'm really athletic. And even then I felt like I started to get a lot of lower belly fat that I normally didn't have. Some of that's due to decrease in testosterone. Some of that's due to, you know, um, mostly lifestyle changes. But I'm going to give you guys some hacks I do want to touch on the testosterone though. I hear this really, really often. People say, well, after 30, your testosterone drops. Guys, it is very, if, if you're healthy, if you're sleeping the way you should and you're eating healthy and you're not feeding your body with dr uh, or, uh, junk and you're not getting drunk every weekend, right? Because all those things lower your testosterone and you're not overworking yourself, that lowers your testosterone. You're not you know, consuming a ton of caffeine, that will lower your testosterone. Right? And I'm not saying like, oh, everything lowers your testosterone, but overexertion in your body in different forms, whether that's you're beating it up nutritionally, being, beating it up by not sleeping enough or not giving it enough water or giving it a bunch of processed food, all those things can affect your hormones. But naturally, your testosterone only drops, I think it's like 1% per year or something after 30. So it's not a lot. That means from 30 to 40, it maybe drops 10%, not 10 points. You know, 10%, which really isn't a whole lot, you know, uh, I, I, it's not, that's like, what is that? Let me see the math. So if your testosterone was like 500, cause I think the range is like 200 to 900 or something. So you would have dropped what, uh, 50 points in 10 years, not a lot. So a lot of people think that, oh, your testosterone plummets. No, it doesn't. Okay. And it sucks because I see a lot of guys get on TRT, which is testosterone replacement therapy, when they don't need to, just because they have this notion, well, I'm over 30, got to get on TRT. Most guys really shouldn't even be getting on TRT if they need it until they're like in their 50s, right? So that's just my opinion. But that's not what this is about. This is more about um, a, a nutritional hack, but I do want to touch on that subject because I don't want people to blame things that aren't real right? Like, well, that won't work for me. I have low testosterone. That won't work for me. I have a slow metabolism. You need to know how the body works. And until you actually get your testosterone checked, then you don't know. And even if you get it checked, how about you do this before you get it checked, go ahead and do actual healthy things for 30 days. Like don't drink alcohol for 30 days, get eight hours of sleep roughly every night for 30 days, exercise five days a week for 30 days, Tell, and then then go get your testosterone checked because that is more of an accurate reading if you have low tests, by the way. Not when you're sleep deprived and you just drank the weekend before and you know your doctor says, hey, you know, um, just make sure you're you know, doing a couple things a couple days before. No, it, it's not like the things you do leading up to that influence it, by the way. And strength training actually can help your testosterone. So if you're not working out and you're not doing the things you need to do, no duh, that's, of course, you're gonna have low testosterone. Doesn't mean TRT is the uh, answer. But nutritionally, what I wanna talk to you guys about, sorry that long tangent, is cutting out carbs in the morning. Now, this all depends on what time you train, right? But 
I really like cutting out carbs in the morning because it's an easy way for me to cut. Now, before I go in a little bit deeper, this is just a small tangent, but this is related to this. I don't want you guys to think that timing is super, super important when it comes to nutrition. Sorry about the sneeze. Um, and what I mean by that is you might say, well, Stefan, cutting out carbs in the morning, it doesn't matter. What matters is the total calories you can get in throughout the day. Uh, it doesn't matter what time you eat them. Thank you. I have been doing this a long time. I'm very aware of that. However, your body is not a vending machine. It's not like input this, in, you know, output that. It's not a robot. So there are other physiological things that do matter um, when you're cutting out carbs. So for example, if you cut out carbs in the morning and you're not giving your body carbohydrates, you are more opt to tap into a fat storage, I believe. That's just my personal experience. And um, just because the carbs aren't there now, it, it very dependent. It, it depends on how much glycogen storage you have, how many carbs you consumed the day before. But let's say, you know, on like a lower carb diet, theoretically you are burning more fat. But as you consume the fat, like dietary fat you put in your mouth and you eat is actually converted to fat storage easier than carbs. I don't know if you knew that. But um, that's a little bit of the science. So don't think, oh, he told me to cut out carbs in the morning. It's going to just tap in and eat the fat and then I'll be okay. I mean, there, there are some fat burning happening, but later on when you eat, the fat storage regulates itself if the calories are the same, right? So it is way more important for calories in versus calories out. Like that always should trump everything in my opinion. And science has proven that time and time again. However, not having carbs in the morning probably for most people means you're just going to have less carbs throughout the day. So for example, if I'm cutting, I literally will just do like steak and eggs. There's just like protein and fat in the morning. It's still a lot of calories, right? Because I'm having like four whole eggs and steaks. Like I'm talking about 25 to 30 grams of fat and 40 to 50 grams of protein. So it's a lot of calories too. But the thing is because of that, and I'm like staying away from carbs and it's not just carbs, but that's where a lot of people's calories come from. If you set macros and you have your proteins, your carbs, and your fats, most people, most of their percentage of their daily calories are coming from carbohydrates, most people. So if you're weaning off carbs or you're having lower carb, because it's the majority of your calories, you're probably gonna be in a bigger deficit. You're probably gonna burn more fat. So for me, what I like to do, and what I've seen really successful with my clients is I say, don't have any carbs past like 2 p.m. Once again, not because it's some magical secret potion where it's gonna incinerate fat, but because they're gonna go, okay, well, so I'm gonna have a big carb meal at two. And I, I tell them to have something low glycemic and filling. So I'm like, have oatmeal with like protein and berries. So it's like 35, 40 grams of carbs, and they have it at two or three, and then they go work out, right? Because like, let's just say they're working out at 5 p.m. So that's like their post-workout meal. They have it two or three hours before. They work out from five to six, and then when they get home, they eat and they shower, and they're only having like one more meal before bed, like one more meal of carbs. Their post-workout meal is their biggest meal. So let's say they had 40 carbs and their post-workout meal, they had 70 carbs, right? And which is really great for muscle growth. So they have 70 carbs and they feel like, man, I had these big meals. I ate a lot of carbs today. No, you didn't. You ate 110 carbs, grams of carbs. That's not a lot. I wouldn't say that's like low carb, but considering I eat about 220 to 240 a day, it's double. So for me, if I were to like eat carbs throughout the day, I'm also spiking my blood sugar more. So for me, for me and for other people, I feel like it makes you more hungry. It makes you want to snack more. 
And right there, if I just ate the same amount of fats and I ate the same amount of proteins, I just cut my calories by, um, let's say I ate 110 less. So what, 440 calories, right? Because there's four grams of, uh, or sorry, four calories per one gram of carb, right? So it'd be 440, right? So I almost put myself at a 500 calorie deficit just by doing that. Now, the problem is if you're a binger, you have to watch out because if you say, well, Coach Stefan, I, I did what you said. I didn't have carbs till like two to like a late lunch and I had like a pretty big meal, but then I knew I had all these carbs left over and then so I like ate 300 carbs. You know, I had a popcorn and all this stuff at night. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter if you, if you held off in the morning because when you go to bed, guess what's still running off of carbs in the morning? Your body, right? So all the time you're like fasting from carbs, quote unquote, um, your body's still running off the, uh, the excess carbs you ate. So that's when calories in versus calories out matters. It's just easier, right? It's just easier to do low carb when you do, you know, I don't even know what you would call it. I just say carb-free breakfast, but it's like an intermittent fasting, but just with the carbs, right? And you could do it with anything. That's why intermittent fasting works for a lot of people because it's the same thing, but it's with all food. Now, the problem with intermittent fasting, listen up, this is super important because I know intermittent fasting is super hot. This is the problem with intermittent fasting. Most people that do intermittent fasting end up being under on their calories, which is the goal, right? Most people want to be in a deficit. They want to stay lean, right? But they're also under on their protein. And being under on your protein means you're building less muscle. And if you're building less muscle, it means you have less strength. And it also means you have a slower metabolism because muscle is a precursor to metabolism, right? It's a big one. So you know what I mean? If you're supposed to eat 180 grams of protein a day, that's what I'm supposed to eat. And I'm doing it in two meals. I can do it or in an eight hour period, eight hour feeding window. I can do it. However, it's much more difficult. I would rather have 50 grams of protein in the morning, 50 at lunch, 50 at night. And then like, you know, or, you know, 30 at night and then like 50 post-workout. That way I'm basically eating a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a post-workout protein shake or whatever I want post-workout. Easy for me. I'm not like stuffing these huge meals. I don't feel like I have digestive issues. A lot of people that have intermittent fasting, they get like a lot of bloating because they're putting so much food in their body at such a short amount of time. Once again, I don't think it's bad. It's just, is it making it easier or more difficult to hit your macros? In my experience, every single person that I say do a carb-free breakfast, they end up um, hitting their lower-carb goals easier, and they end up hitting their protein goals more often because all they can eat the first half of the day is protein. So guess what they eat more of because they're hungry? Protein. Well, that is a great thing because most clients that come to me, 90% of them are low on their protein and that's part of the reason they have bad body composition. They're high body fat, low muscle, because they don't eat enough protein for most of them. So we just kind of solve that problem by doing a carb-free breakfast, right? I'll say it again. We, we cut out the carbs until about 2 p.m. So in theory, they're like, man, I'm still hungry. So they eat, and I'm like, but all you can eat is protein and fat. Well, protein and fats don't really fill you up the same as carb because there's not a blood sugar effect really. So they end up eating more protein just by happenstance. Um, some of them eat more fat too, but they eat more protein and then great because most people don't eat enough protein early in the day and they overeat their carbs late in the day. So we're literally flipping it. And I did an Instagram reel on this, uh, called backloading. And that's what this kind of is, is where you're actually going to like stay away from your carbs in the morning 
and you're going to have them later in the day, but your protein is the opposite. You're going to have it really heavy in the morning and less later in the day. Why do we do that? Once again, I'm very aware that it's calories in versus calories out, and you could do this in any method you want. However, because that's true, because most people are under on their protein and over on their carbs, if we flip-flop the time they're eating them, we solve that problem for the vast majority of people. And I know because I've done this with tons of clients and I've been training a very long time and I've seen it work time and time and time and time and time again. And not that everybody needs to be on a low carb diet, but it's pretty well known that people that cut out carbs, or I shouldn't say cut out, sorry, cut down their carbs generally lose body fat, right? You have to do it in a right way. You have to do it methodically. You can't just like, I'm not saying do the keto. I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying, if you do this method, I think you'll make it yourself be at a deficit easier, especially, especially if you're not somebody that actually tracks and weighs out all your stuff. And if you're listening to this, maybe you do, but maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, I kind of do sometimes. If that's you, then you need to follow rules, right? If you're not going to weigh out your stuff, if you weigh out your stuff and you measure everything, eat it whenever you want. I don't care. You'll probably hit your macros every day because you're really diligent about weighing and measuring your stuff and it doesn't matter. But if you're like 85, 90% of people and you don't weigh out everything you eat, then you need to follow some type of rule that helps you hit somewhere around your macro goal, whether you are actually putting it in MyFitnessPal or a food tracking app or not, but you need to follow some type of structure. And that's what intermittent fasting does. You know, that's what keto does. They're not, most people that intermittent fast, right? I, I, I don't know about most. A lot of people that I know, they don't actually track their, uh, their macros. They track their protein and that's about it. Um, most people that do keto for sure don't track their macros. They just kind of, hey, if it's, if, it's, if it's no carbs, I can eat it as much as I want, right? Which by the way, I bought this keto, uh, keto granola from Costco, just to let you guys know, each serving has 11 grams of carbs in it, not keto, okay? Uh, <laughs> kind of mind-blowing. Be careful when you get packaged stuff um, that says it's keto. I, I would not consider that keto. Um, so, uh, yeah, guys, just give it a try. Literally, for the next, if you want to cut weight, try it. For the next 20 days, it, has, it can't just be a week, okay? For the next 20 to 30 days, don't have carbs till like two in the morning, still hit a daily carb goal, right? And you got to know your macros. If you don't know your macros, there's free macro calculators online. You can go to www.pursuehp.com. And um, uh, first of all, I got yelled at for saying www. People, like, people know it's www. Okay, so go to pursuehp.com. Sorry, I know you know it's on the World Wide Web. But go to pursuehp.com, allergies. And um, book up a call with the coach. Because we want to at least help you. You could do a nutrition consultation. We do those too. I want to help you with your macros. That way you know what you're supposed to eat. Then go ahead and cut out your carbs till like 2 p.m. And have your protein and fast early in the morning. And that way when you're done for dinner, you don't have 75 or 80 grams of protein left till you hit your goal. Maybe you only have 20 or 30. So it's pretty easy. And if you go over your protein a little bit, you'll probably be fine. But if you're trying to lose body fat, you really don't want to go over your carbs or your fats. And I think it will make it easier for you. And I almost 100% can guarantee you if you're not tracking your macros, it's one of the best rules you can, you can follow, right? I, and I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of clients in, in my career. And I, I really like giving out this rule. It's not perfect science. I'm very aware of that. 
but it works. It does. It's a good thing. And if, if you've been tracking your macros for a while and you want to stop tracking your macros, but you kind of know generally like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at hitting my protein. This is a great method because it's going to put you in like a lower carb, higher fat, pretty good amount of protein just by happenstance, right? just because you're doing it that way. And I don't know about you, but I love snacking at night, uh, BTW. And so for me, I enjoy it because when I go watch Netflix, I can eat some popcorn or I can eat the chips. I'm not like, oh, I only have 10 macros left and I just sit on the couch with my um, stomach grumbling and I'm bored and I want to eat. And then if I eat, I feel guilty because now I'm over my macros. I don't do that to myself. I'm like, eh, I'm busy during the day anyways. I don't need to just be like crushing food all you know over and over and over again. And if you say, well, I work out at blank time, it doesn't matter really when you work out. If you work out first thing in the morning, great. Eat a piece of toast before you work out. Crush your biggest um, carb meal after you work out, okay? This if you work out faster or first thing in the morning. Then if you're like, oh, I'm done by eight, cool. Then don't eat carbs until like dinner. So you're still you're still taking that window and you're spreading it out. So even if you had 70 carbs post-workout and 40 with dinner, guess what? You're still at 110. Wow, see how that works, right? So it's not magic. It's not anything super special. It's just working smart around your schedule. And because we work with a lot of firefighters and cops and nurses, they have you know, weird schedules. And so some of them have to move things around and do what's optimal for them to still get their food in. Some of that does mean intermittent fasting. Some of it means a quick breakfast, like wake up, drink a protein shake, no carbs, and then crush dinner and have like a small snack. I mean, you can do it in any way that's possible. However, for most people, this is optimal. So I really appreciate you guys um, watching this. Go ahead and like, comment, share, subscribe, please. If you felt like this episode was fire, hopefully, um, give it a five-star review. And my biggest ask, because we don't run ads, is that you share this episode on social media. Yes, you could text it to your friends. That That's cool. But uh, as you know, we're an online training business. So we get shared by word of mouth very heavily, especially this podcast. So I would appreciate it. I put a lot of time and effort into this. And I'm doing it because I love you guys. And I want you to know the truth. And I want you to have actual tactical things that you can use, not just a bunch of fluff and hearsay, things that you can go try for the next 20 days. And if I'm full of it, if you don't lose any fat, you can come back and comment on this and be like, you're ridiculous, right? But obviously, you can't just go off the deep end. You still want to try to hit your numbers. If you don't track your numbers at all, you might not have any results. But if you're tracking your numbers, it makes it easier for you to hit your numbers, right, your macros. So I appreciate it, guys. Um, I love you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and we'll see you next time.